Technorama episode 689 with a hint of lemon. Hey, welcome to Technorama. This is the show. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing because I wrote that title like a what, week ago, midweek, Thursday, or yeah, and you forgot like about it. And what am I drinking? Oh, well, a hint. But that one's got what strawberries and bananas or something. No, it's a raspberry and lemon. Okay, it's just got a hint of I, lemon and raspberry. Maybe we should re, re, redo the beginning. Technorama episode should, 689 with yeah. a hint of raspberry and lemon. There, how, how about that? <laughs> We're I think not. We should contact Hint uh, for a sponsorship. Like, not <laughs> sponsored. Can't you read the comments? It's never sponsored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. that was highly prescient. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Well, this well, is he... the show. Let me finish the yeah. intro. Uh, we'll get yeah, to yeah, it. Finish, this is the show that takes a lighthearted look at tech, science, sci-fi, and all things geek. If this is your first time joining us, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Don't know where you heard about us. Maybe. Well, we won't even get into speculation on that. If you're returning, welcome back. We appreciate you giving us your time. I'm Chuck Tomasi. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. That's Craig Stepp. He's from hey. South Carolina. Wow, that almost Same. rhymes. Arizona, Carolina. Hmm. I've been from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to. No, okay. We can't. <laughs> we don't want to get in Taylor's trouble. Song, uh, that wasn't Eagles. James uh, Taylor. That was <laughs> Steve Miller. <laughs> Eagles. Uh, uh. <laughs> anyway, how are you? I'm doing good. Okay. Good. Yeah, I'm doing all right. My dogs have been keeping me company and cats. Why do I, I? I feel like I should be playing the harmonica at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Sad, yeah. sad harmonica music for Craig. Yeah. Life Actually, I think that when there's only me at the house, when I'm, I'm the only one at the house, I think the, the dogs get like super bored, you know, because there's not like other things going on. Yeah, nobody cares about my my woes. <laughs> no, I know how you feel. You know, Donna takes off for a week. Like, yeah, I'm getting kind of bored. It's just me and the cat. Well, you know, here's how it goes. So she leaves. I'm like, all right, got the house to myself. Yay! It lasts one day. One day that lasts for one yeah, day. Yeah, two hours later, I'm like, it's kind of quiet around here. Uh, about <laughs> there's, yeah, the next there's day, a, I'm like, <laughs> when's she coming back? Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. I got to do the laundry and the yard yeah. work and the dishes. <laughs> oh, but go you know what? You only store. have to do dishes half as much. Actually, for me, it's like a tenth as much. I, just, I don't make any fancy dishes or anything. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Don't tell my wife, but when she's not here, everything goes in the dishwasher. I don't wash anything by hand. Well, you got to pre-rinse some stuff. You don't want macaroni in the dishwasher. No, I don't. Do... Of course not. I'm just saying everything goes in the dishwasher. You know, I, I don't even wash the knives anything. with the wooden handles are going in the dishwasher. <laughs> well, I would. Wait, everything goes in the dishwasher, even the well, I, even I the dish the towels. In there. I don't the put this. I don't put the steak knives in there because uh, <laughs> I kind of keep them sharp, and I figure out the heat and the water and rust. But <laughs> I would do everything goes in there, so I, I, I don't like washing anything. Terrific insights. We should have saved this for the Patreon show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then it'd be less of a chance for her to hear, her to hear it. <laughs> she's not a patron. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she's not a patron. <laughs> All right. We have our feedback. Let us get on with the question of our week. All right. Letters. Oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. 
Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, it's a boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Just not hitting the timing tonight, are we? No. All right. I'm not feeling it. Oh, it's all right. Our we'll, question. We'll slog, we'll slog through it, though. <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm having a grand old time. I'm on day nine of sober October. I've been alone for three days. Here comes the harmonica music again. <laughs> right. Our question of the week for you last time was, which TV series has aged like milk? <laughs> interesting way to phrase that as i stated before we have some answers in the technorama room which is like the romper room only for big kids yeah steven weshy says this might be a stretch however hear me out survival okay. is a guilty pleasure of mine survivor that being said the early seasons have aged very poorly the first few seasons are shot entirely different and feel more like a slow-paced documentary than anything else uh, that being said, during lockdown, my wife and I decided to watch season one of Survivor all the way up to the current <laughs> season. The social oh. commentary and seeing how social norms have changed so much since 2000 was fascinating, especially I around human would. sexuality and race. I oh, imagine man. so. Uh, Steve Lennon re responded to that and said, uh, we just had a new season here in Sweden. Mm-hmm. It was so provoked after 15 minutes. Oh, I was so provoked after 15 minutes that I had to swap channel. No survival <laughs> instinct at all. That They would be dead within 24 hours in that environment if it was real. <laughs> Way to yeah. see through reality TV, say, there, There's probably a lot of truth to that, I'm sure. I think um, I watched maybe one episode back in 2000 well, and went, no, reality TV well, just was not for me. Well, I, what I did watch... Uh, a good bit of it at the beginning because my my boss at the time and several others in the office wanted to watch it during lunch. Mm -hmm. So guess who got the BitTorrent episodes? <laughs> so I would take them in the office and we would watch them all together. And there were times, sometimes, especially at the beginning of the season, there's always that person that go, oh, I got the flint, yay. How do you start a fire? I'm like, if you knew you were going on a show called Survivor, I, I would be able to make a fire out of sand and a hard rock. <laughs> a bucket you know? of water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bucket of water. Uh, I'd be an expert at making some stupid fire. You better fire. be ready with some basic skills. Otherwise, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're just going to die. Yeah. So um, Steve London uh, chimed in and said, Alf, we actually saw a few episodes recently and uh, nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he said MacGyver. Airwolf, Knight Rider, Magnum P.I., they aren't what they used to be. No, they I, aren't. He goes, I, yeah, I don't know why, but they just don't work anymore. And Baywatch. But we do not We do miss the Hoff. <laughs> I, think I always like the Hoff. Uh, MASH, some of the humor works, yeah. but the way they treat and speak about women. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah, yeah product yeah. of the time. It's a yeah. little, little different. Uh, context is important there. And I'm actually surprised that Disney Plus keeps it streamable. I think it's on Hulu also. It's on Mash is on Disney Plus. That one surprises me. Maybe maybe over huh. the, in Europe it is. Yeah, well that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I think it might be because of Hulu and Disney. Yeah, maybe. Um, by the way, if you haven't seen the reboot of MacGyver from 2016, five seasons, well that one didn't work either. He says. 
I did watch a little bit of that, and I, I thought it might be something I'd be interested in. It wasn't quite 100% uh, for me. And then um, that's what I'm saying, me, Craig. And Magna P.I. in 2018 reboot said, oh, my God, it was sour milk from the start. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a, I know I did watch a little bit of that, too, and I, just out of curiosity, because I did like Magna P.I. And that was that's a bit's a tough one to follow up, you know, the original. Well, um, you have to have a good Higgins. They, they had that you they do, had chemistry. But they changed that around. I know. Uh, well, I didn't even see it, but I know they did. Well, they gender swapped it. it, you know, which was which was fine, but uh, I just don't think it really worked. It didn't. Okay. About John Cratcher. I mean, it just didn't work. You know? John Cratcher's got one that may be uh, disputable. He says, Space 1999, and I can see that, you know, cheesy sci-fi from early 80s, but then he digs in and says, Star Trek DS9. Said that whoa. did not hold up well. I I, whoa, would, whoa, whoa, whoa. I counter and say that got better with age. Um, I I say it was always better. I, I just I always enjoyed it. Okay, we're gonna let that one go, John. You're still on. Yeah. you're still on our listener list. We're gonna take one corner off of your uh, geek card. Well, then you'd be you. doing BSG if you cut all the corners <laughs> off the card. <laughs> Sorry, there's a real that's inside a crossover. Yeah, yeah. That's yep. a cross- okay, got another one for us. Yeah, John Miller Jr. says, Alf, he says, why did I never like this show? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. It's horrendous, exclamation point. Yeah, you know, I can almost hear Alf saying that. It's horrendous. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Right. Hey, I liked Alf back in the day. Uh, I don't know if I could really watch it again, but I hadn't really tried. I did like Alf. I liked sitcoms and stuff. You did. I know you don't. I, Donna was watching one the other day. I said, what are you watching? And it had, um, it was, I can't remember the title of the show. It was another Sam Elliott show, but it was a sitcom Western kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And, and it, she says, you're not going to like it. And I said, what makes you say that? And then I heard the canned laughter and I left the room. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is about sitcoms. I think, I know my family watched a lot of them. So uh, whether it was extended family or even my immediate family. So I just kind of got ingrained with me. So yeah, I, I like the old sitcoms. You'll, you'll start to see a, a thread when we get to the pass me the remote section. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of what sure. I've been watching and how You're far right. it removed it is from sitcoms and reality shows. <laughs> yeah, uh, Craig Lesnar has one more. He says Mork and Mindy did not age well. We were just talking about that on the last episode when I was talking. Well, about I'm going to give that. I would personally, I would say that's a half and half. Yeah, the stories probably didn't age very well, but I think that uh, Robin Williams' humor did, and that part of it, so that half of it works when he's when he's in the mode making jokes and stuff. But yeah, that just was kind of how his whole performing persona was, though. He, he mm-hmm. you felt like he was always doing improv. Pretty much, that's that's what worked about it. So anyway, yeah, well, that that and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> be nice. <Yep>. Be nice. <laughs> All right. As I mentioned, as we were getting ready for the pre-show, those of you on the video know oh. this. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? what, what? what yeah, one more. Uh, Lone Guys Night says Battle of the Planets. Oh, um, how did I miss that? Okay. I, yeah. Battle of the Planets. Does he say why? What, any more in there? No, it just says Battle of the Planets. Okay. I, you know, I never really got into that show. It just seemed like. First of all, it was one of the first animes that I ever watched, and I couldn't stand anime in the beginning. It seemed right. like cheapest possible animation. 
You know, when you're used to watching yeah. well-drawn Disney films and, yeah. and you know, Warner Brothers cartoons, and even Warner Brothers as it got into the later years when, um, you know, it was like W7 or WB7, whatever it was, you know, they, they kind of went through some of those mergers and acquisitions in the, in the, yeah. in the, in the later 60s and 70s, the animation just went downhill. And then anime seemed to have taken that into a basement, in my opinion. Uh, although I have to confess, well, I was good friends with a professional artist who's still a professional artist today. So he may have tainted my opinion, but I, I came to recognize <laughs> anime for the art form that it actually is. Now, I did go back and watch, uh, thanks to Amy Bowen, she she was doing some uh, Sailor Moon cosplay. So I watched episode yeah. one right. of Sailor Moon season one she did, didn't you? and went, yikes. <laughs> right. So, right. I, it's not my go-to, you know, animation format, but you know, I I yeah. I recognize that a lot of people do appreciate it. Well, I uh Battle of the Planets does have a special place in my heart cuz I I loved it when it came on, whenever I I guess it was reruns or whatever. I don't know how I saw it, but I remember seeing it a lot uh on TV and I did go back at one point and watch it. Uh I love the style, the the uh the phoenix i love their outfits i love the whole thing about no, it craig but no, those helmets with the visor that stuck out like simpson's I'm lips not, didn't know that was that was totally I'm impractical say, well hold on don't poo poo <laughs> on my opinion i'm just saying <laughs> i get i kind of get what you're you're talking about i'm just saying that back in back a long time ago you know back in my day uh that was my jam i loved it I thought it was great. I love that style, uh, the design of all the all that stuff. But in some respects, it doesn't hold up today. But I have seen some cosplay, and some people have pulled off some really cool, um, you know, uh, yeah, outfits from that. But yeah, I I tried to watch it again recently, and it's not really holding <laughs> up either. But um, but I did love it uh, back in the time. It was, it was awesome. I loved it. All right, now can we play? Kyle's audio clips? Why, yes. Okay. He said, you need to guess the celebrity that makes these. I'll give you a hint. They're all in the sci-fi genre. And uh, so for those of you who don't know, this is from Mad Marv. It's spelled K-Y-L-E, but it's pronounced Mad Marv. So <laughs> uh, audio clip number one. These are these are like deep fakes. They, he, he typed in something and the celebrity voice oh, that's how he AI, AI put these together. <laughs> So they all say the same phrase. So you tell me who this sounds like to you. Normal. Chuck and Craig take a lighthearted look at tech, science, and sci-fi. Now, the S on science, I'll play it for you one more time, should give you a clue who it's supposed to be. Tech normal. Chuck and Craig take a lighthearted look at tech, science, and sci-fi. Now, it's not Sean Connery. (laughs) No. Yeah, this is the one I wasn't 100% sure on. Me neither. Okay, that was Leonard Nimoy. You want to hear it oh. one more time? Now now you'll be Tech able to Norma. hear it. Chuck and Craig take a lighthearted look at text, science, and sci-fi. It sounds like a 20-year-old person yeah. imitating an 80-year-old Leonard Nimoy. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what the, the other two are much easier. So okay. this, is, yeah. this is fake you number two. Technology. Chuck and Craig take a light here did look at text, science, and sci fi. <laughs> like here did. <laughs> sci fi. Uh, Kyle says this is from fakeyou.com. 
Hey, fake you too. Yeah, it's just saying, let's be careful with how we say it. look at dicks, science and sci-fi. Get to the chopper. Yeah, no. Okay, that yes, was Arnold obviously Arnold. Okay, number three. Technorum. Chuck and Craig take a light-hearted look at tech, science, and sci-fi. Did you get that one? That is. Yeah, oh, you course. do. Who is that? It's Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Let's wrap this up, <laughs> shall we? That's right. <laughs> I had to do that because I just had it so. Close. You know, Clint paid pay good money for that clip. <laughs> we and, keep. Uh, we've been playing it more than he has. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, thank you. That was a lot of fun. Yes, that was Sir Patrick Stewart on the final one. But that was a lot of fun. Makes me curious to see what other ones they have out there. Fakeyou.com. I have to go play with that. <laughs> Technorama. Chuck and Craig. <laughs> Over there in the media corner. <laughs> <laughs> so it was either uh, Sean Penn or a young uh, Neo. Right. You know, uh, by the way, your voice reminded me, I was listening to uh, our tour of the Computer History Museum another day. Yes. Because I posted um, our video into that Facebook group that has about the Unix. Oh, you did? The classic Unix machines one? Good for you. (laughs) What happened was I think uh, Facebook said, hey, you have an event. I looked at it and it was like, uh, or a memory to look at. I went, oh, it was a Computer History Museum. I said, you know what? I'm gonna post that in that uh, Unix group, the vintage Unix enthusiast. Did you get any and, any any responses? Yeah, I did. I One of them was from uh, Stan Sigler, or the tour. Of Stan Sigler responded. He says, "Oh, I remember you guys coming." <laughs> yeah. So then we I couldn't went, get rid of you. <laughs> I know. I said, "Well, uh, fine. I, I'll I posted the video. I, I was just gonna post some." <laughs> photos at first and then um you know i posted the video and then i said i'm gonna follow it up with photos anyway so i i ended up tagging him on it uh but yeah he's the guy that toured uh gave us the tour he's our docent well you know what's funny is like i've seen it i, I know he's been we've been friends with him on facebook for yeah. since we went probably or since facebook showed up but i don't really recognize him because he's got this top hat like um uh um, like what's his name? Uh, oh my God, my mind went blank. Um, Weird Al. Uh, where did we all get a start? Uh, I don't. Oh, come on! Where, I don't know where you're going with this. You do know radio show. He, he was on the radio show. Uh, Doctor Demento. Yes, thank you. Oh my God, I was either that or Slash. I'm not sure which one you're yeah, going for. Doctor Demento. <laughs> anyway, if you go look, he's got a hat. It's a steampunk hat, but it reminds me of Doctor Demento. Oh, okay. Has- beard and stuff now oh gosh I'm pulling my own teeth there trying to get that out dr me yeah see mike robeson and he said yeah dr anyway uh but we had a good time to that and i was listening to it again oh what i was going with this was that uh at the beginning of it i said hey i'm looking for i forget what the word what i was said uh oh computers over there in the media corner and i kind of got a little nostalgic for hearing that because i hadn't heard it for so long what? We haven't done that in we, a yep. long time. We haven't done a media corner? This? Welcome to Blockhead Video. That's hey, where good. can I find some good information about music no. and TV and videos? At the beginning of the show. Remember we used oh, to... Oh, we used to have the long intro. Yes, yes. Yeah, we had. We always dropped in something else for him to... Hey, I'm looking for the Lost Boys on VHS. Over there in the media corner. You know, whatever we're saying. 
Gus says he might have been in the system mostly a bunch of mainstream celebrities and voice stereotypes. Steve Webb says, I have Dr. Domino's autograph. Oh, sweet. I wish I did. You know, I never did I never did listen to him uh <laughs> Tectorama Paradise. Yeah. I never did listen to him before because I don't he wasn't in my radio market. I never heard Dr. Mento until later on. Um yeah, he's never in my radio market. I does he is he still doing his thing? If you're not listening to us, you better think twice. I'm living in Technorama Paradise. I'm gonna just make up new words. <laughs> yeah. Is he still is he still doing his show? Uh, is now? I haven't checked in about five years. He he was doing a radio show and of course it was on a broadcast too. It'd be nice if it was a podcast. That'd be fun. Uh you know what? Years cool. ago, my I, I where I went to go, I was like, I want to get his podcast. I have a sound one. I'm sorry about Missed that. Missed opportunity. Oh, yes. He is doing it online. There you go. Aha. Okay, good. Should we do our history thing? <laughs> if we must. We must. We must. All right. Okay. We must. Oops, that's the letters. We forgot to sign <laughs> out of the letters. <laughs> ah, see ya. Wrong button for the wrong button. 689 shows later, we're still not a oil-oiled machine. On this day in history for October 12th. Oh my goodness, we're just speeding wow. through. The yep. days are long and the years are short. October 12th, 2022, this is the 285th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are a scant 80 days left in the year. It was on this date in 1492 that Columbus sailed the ocean blue. That's right. His first ex- expedition made landfall in the Caribbean, specifically on San Salvador Island, according to the Julian calendar. So you're going to have to update that if you want the Gregorian calendar version. All right. Well, it was also 212 years ago today that the citizens of Munich held the first Oktoberfest, and boy, was it a party. Yeah. It was in celebration of the marriage of the Crown Prince Louis uh, Louis and Bavaria, oh, Bavaria, no, no. excuse me. And Crown Prince Louis Therese. of Bavaria. Yeah, and Prince Three, uh, Princess Therese of Saxe Heidelbergelsen. <laughs> You're actually pretty close on that. Yeah. <laughs> October 12, 1901, President Theodore Roosevelt officially renamed the executive mansion to Theodore Roosevelt's house. No, it was, it yeah. Was, because it was right. painted white, it was called the White House. Yeah. Theo's place. Teddy, it was also Teddy's state, ranch. <laughs> yeah, ranch. It was also in the state in 1928 that an iron lung respirator was used for the first time in Boston Children's Hospital. And Darth Vader was invented. Yeah. The force right. is strong with this one. <coughs> October 12th, 1933, the military Alcatraz Citadel became known as the civilian Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary. Hey, Craig Glasner, he made a comment on our thing. He used to work there. Oh, yeah. Yes, he did. Uh, it was on this date in 1964 that the Soviet Union launched the Voskhod 1 into Earth orbit as the first spacecraft with a multi-person crew and the first flight without pressure suits. We forgot them! Budget cuts! <laughs> Where's my... Oh my gosh! We, yeah, we left them. You always leave... I told you to fill out the checklist! Todd! Was, uh, <laughs> thanks a lot, God, Sven. <laughs> it was also on this date in 1994 that the Magellan spacecraft burned up into the atmosphere of Venus. 
on purpose. Yeah, and uh, it's on, on October 12th, 2005, the Chinese human space flight, Shenzhou one, uh, 6, I'm sorry, uh, was launched carrying two cosmonauts in orbit for five days. Happy birthday goes out in the state to American engineer and businessman co-invented the gyro compass, Elmer Ambrose gyro compass. No, uh, Elmer Ambrose Sperry. He was born, crazy last name, huh? Coincidental yeah. too. He was born on the state in 1860. And born October 12th, 1968, German engineer and businessman founded Audi, August Horch. Art Clokey, the American animator, producer, and screenwriter, and voice actor, he created Gumby. That's right. Sweet. He was born 101 years ago today. Wow. Norwegian computer scientist and academic co-developed uh, Simula. Ole Johan Dahl was born on this date in 1931. Ole, Ole, what are you working on over there? What? <laughs> also turning 88 today is American architect who designed the Getty Center and the City Tower, Richard Meyer. And Russian mathematician and academic Albert Shoyev was as 88 today. Also born that same date in 1952, English mathematician and theorist Roger Heath Brown. I honestly thought you'd get that one. Oh, sorry. Too bad. Um, and uh, last but not least, also turning 54 today, is Australian actor, singer, and producer Hugh Jackman. Singer? Uh, Logan himself. He's a uh, huge what? Yeah, Wolverine. He's only 54? He's a huge limer, uh Wolverine. Yes, he's only 54. He's a huge Ackman. Hmm. <laughs> okay. That's right. Listener birthdays this week. We just have a couple of them. Happy birthday to Jason Sh- Jason Schwantz. That's a tongue twister. Yeah. Uh, I dare you to say that five times fast. Schwantz. <laughs> ah, he's on October 13th. And October 18th is the podcast junkie herself, Megan Enloe. Happy birthday to both of you. And it is, if it's your birthday out there, and it's your birthday this week, we wish you all the best. Happy birthday to you. Spend time with friends, family, and then go over to, banner on the bottom, chuckchat.com slash birthday, where you can put your birthday on the calendar. We'll give you a shout out at the appropriate time of year. So it doesn't have to be like next week. If it's, you know, October 7th and we won't get to it for a year, we will get to it. Just go over there, put that down. Number of people you still are. Thank you very much. And uh, there, people are always impressed when I go, oh, yes, your birthday is like next week. And they go, how did you know? Because like, yes, you put it on the calendar. I, I was putting show notes together last night. <laughs> right. All right. Well, the music isn't going to stop for a while yet, so we're just going to fade it out. What? Spontaneous events makes the show interesting. I hope he's talking about this one. <laughs> We'll just yes, we're gonna call them spontaneous events. <laughs> That's not technical difficulties or goofs. That's the way it was on this day in history for October twelfth, twenty twenty two. Yep, yep, yep. Should we do some news? Hey, wait. What? Mike's birthday is next week. Why Mike's is it not on the calendar? Because uh, we're doing the next six days from Wednesday the twelfth to oh, I'm sorry. Tuesday I'm sorry. the eighteenth. By the time we're recording this, I'm thinking next week is this. Oh, you're right. Never mind. Just hold off. Never mind. Don't blow out your birthday candles yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let them go all the way down. <laughs> so you get that nice wax frosting like that we all love. Because right. our family couldn't afford those little florets that, you know, put the candles in. and 
Right. <laughs> so they get, and then you get, then you get the little kid, like the three-year-old, you're at their party and they blow out the candle. Blow out your cake, Billy. Yeah. Spit all over the You're like, I don't think I want any cake now. I know, right? Yeah. Well, if that doesn't spread COVID, I don't know what will. Yeah. Uh. Let's press a random button. Good news, everyone. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. I got that one. It's also elsewhere. All right. Yes. The Nobel Prizes have been announced in the last couple of weeks. If you haven't been paying attention. Hey. Yes. The reason this story is in here, yes, is I figured we always talk about the the dead or old Nobel Prize laureates. Yes, we I do. figured we might as well throw in some current ones. I would even go so far as this is the only podcast that celebrates past Nobel laureates in Science. physics. That's, That's right. right. Have you ever heard another podcast so regularly announcing the birthdays of Nobel laureates? I challenge yeah, like, that one. Like Mike Robeson. We're the we're the best. <laughs> he, he, oh, <laughs> or Megan Inlow or Jason Schwantz. That's not a Nobel laureate. Oh, they're not? Oh. Somebody <laughs> lied to me. They're Technorama laureates. Technorama, there you go. There All you right. Go. Well, our article from CNN goes on and announced that Alan Aspect, John F. Clauser, and mm-hmm. Anton Zillinger have won the Nobel Prize for Physics for their landmark achievements in quantum mechanics. You know, oh, the yeah. study of that stuff that's even smaller than atoms. Yeah. Gluons and quarks and all that stuff that, you know, it, it, the, the world gets really strange at that level. Well, Entangled quantum states. Quantum entanglement. That's right. That's what they got their prize for. Now, quantum entanglement has been predicted for a long time and even proven recently, but they're doing more work on it that takes us into the future and saying, look, there are real practical applications uh, what was, there was one in crypto, cyber cryptography. Let's see, quantum computing and quantum cryptography. So it's not just this theory to explain all the counterintuitive nature of the quantum world. It showed that by measuring some of the predictions, we can engage in applications like quantum computing and quantum cryptography. So the, uh, the, the trio's discovery is potentially going to change our world in terms of real practical things like being able to, to do quantum computing solutions that will help us with everything from vaccines to tech to weather prediction. Now you got thing you got to remember about quantum computing. It's not like, you know, all the regular binary computers are going to disappear. There are some things that quantum computers do really well that binary computers just can't do in, in 10 billion years. And there are other things that quantum computers don't do well that the binary computers will stick around to do. So we're going to have both. It's not like this is the next generation and everything's going to be obsolete. So quick, run out to Best Buy and go get yourself a new quantum CPU. No, it's not quite how it works. <laughs> the Intel quantum. <laughs> hey, you know what? I couldn't help but uh, think of the irony here. There's three of them, right? Yes. They all won the same prize. Yes. And they have to split it. So yes, uh, quantum entanglement, which sees... Two. I'm, I'm gonna say three it's, particles, no, but three two. particles it's having the effect on one of the nut. Be- hold on, ha- having uh, effect on each other, even though they are part. See, no. they are the embodiment of what they. Do you know how much they win? <laughs> Do you know how much this the the Nobel yeah, Prize is ten million? Worth? Yeah, ten, ten million. million Swedish krona, which is sure. nine hundred and fifteen thousand right. dollars, roughly. Anyway, so, I just thought I thought the irony was funny that. 
even though they're apart, they're affecting each other on the same thing. No, I I totally missed it. <laughs> Again, am I, what am Craig I right? finds funny and what I find funny are sometimes two well, different things. Sometimes we're quantum entangled. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, oh, all right. All right. Well, I'll Should go we do that. another one? We have more yes, on, on computers please. and computing. <laughs> all right. Uh, article from IEEE Spectrum or spectrum.ieee.org if you're looking for the website. Good stuff over there. They're talking about, can AI's recommendations be less insidious? And the article goes on to talk not just about the standard recommender systems like, hey, you bought your own iPad. Maybe you want an iPad cover. Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. you tend to watch movies about cats. Here's some more movies about cats. Well, Netflix does that, you know, and everything else. So, yeah. But they've got another one, a different one, because that one's just following a pattern. And it says, you know, you're, and whether it's cats or political views or whatever, they're going to recommend more of what you've already been doing. It's, ten, it's trying to recognize a pattern and build on that. But there's another one called reinforcement learning. And it allows AI to play the long game, making predictions several steps ahead. It's what the company DeepMind used to do to beat humans at the board games like Go and chess. It wasn't looking at like the next two or three moves. It was looking long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, and if what we watch affects what we like and people who like certain things like cat videos are more likely to keep watching things, more cat videos, a recommender system might suggest cat videos, like I said before, knowing it will pay off down the road. With, with reinforcement learning, you have an incentive to change the chessboard in order to win, is what Micah Carroll says, a computer science at the University of California, Berkeley, who presented the new, uh, the new work in July at the International Conference on Machine Learning in Baltimore. Quote, there will be an incentive for the system to change the human's mind to win the recommendation game. So you may have thought you wanted an iPad, but instead you're going to get an Android tablet because the recommendation <laughs> learning is... Do, poning up to that, yeah. but it, you know, it, it, it just, and then when you put the two together, it's it's really interesting. There's a there's a line right at the end of this that I thought was fascinating. Said at the end, uh, big tech secrecy is no surprise, no matter how benign their intentions might be. Even though the A B testing is ubiquitous in advertising and user experience design, some people have objections. And then they said, uh, another person says experiments should not be deployed on a scale. Uh, of the human population without people's consent. Amen, brother. Uh, And that's exactly what's happening with these algorithms today. She went on to say, I think it could easily be the most important news story of our time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's like, hey, let's go try this algorithm on TikTok. Yeah, and this is the same algorithm where I search for a pizza stove and all I get is ads for pizza stoves. Or the ads from one carryover to the other. I, I, I saw not... Not like my Amazon searches. It, it was weird. It showed up in someplace really bizarre. I'm like, whoa, okay, that's that, that's getting creepy. Because yes, I was looking at this particular product, but it was out of context. I went, mm. yeah. I, uh, Kim mentioned something about this pizza stove. I went, oh yeah, let me go look. Mm. I searched, pulled up the website, and then all of a sudden, Facebook just gives me that. Or you accident? Have you ever accidentally clicked on an ad? By accident, like when oh, you're sometimes I legitimately click and, on them to do a little or, more research. Or wait a minute, and then you—that's you all act- you will see for like the next six months until you say, "Stop showing me this." Mm-hmm. 
Interesting stuff. Interesting no, stuff. It's not. <laughs> it's a well, no, it's not. No, it's 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 interesting from the standpoint. Where do you see what I got in uh, in the media corner for you, Craig? Well, I guess it needs to be a little smarter. Actually, that's why I'm using a this newsreader instead of uh, you know letting an algorithm tell me what is interesting. One more news story. Yeah, sure. Okay, NASA is sending Snoopy to the moon. There you go. Newsflash. Yeah. <laughs> is... He's got to fly his uh, his doghouse, though. Oh, yeah, the sop with camel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to take a sop with camel to the moon. <laughs> yeah. And the red bear is going to shoot him down. That's right. You no, know, Snoopy has been a mascot for NASA for quite some time. And, uh, and also for some time, they've been taking stuffed animals up on shuttle missions and whatnot to, uh, they test, they use them kind of as a, as a, as a, almost a canary in the coal mine to determine when they get to zero G because they take yes. a stuffed animal and when they let it go, if it floats, Hey, we're in zero G or in the SpaceX capsules that they've been sending up crews in cussing little trinkets or whatever. They've been doing this for years. So they, they took a Snoopy stuffed doll and they said, we're going to put this on Artemis, which has been delayed until at least November now. So we're still a few weeks away from another launch attempt. Mm -hmm. And they said, we're putting Snoopy on there, but not just sending up a stuffed animal. They made him a special little orange jumpsuit with the Uh NASA meatball logo. Hey, they spent all kinds of tax dollars on this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's ten thousand dollar snoopy right there buddy pretty much pretty yeah. much but yeah that's pretty cool that they're carrying on this tradition they said that they do have uh <laughs> this long-standing agreement with right. the peanuts whoever owns a copyright of it you know the charles schultz trust fund or what whoever i the it, state. It, they didn't quite say yeah the estate uh but yeah this is this would be kind of cool uh this is just for merchandising they did this with Star Wars. Ah, they just, they're going to sell lots of these little space. Yeah, they'll make money back. And you yeah, know what? It's the merchandise. I'm fine with that. If they want to, if they want the voluntary tax where people shell out their money to get a stuffed animal to pay for the next space mission, that's cool too. Uh, sure, yeah. Hey, I'm a capitalist pig right down in the heart. Ah, <laughs> uh, at least but, you own it. People who aren't capitalist pig are the people that are on our chat room tonight. We do the show Sunday nights at 930. If you didn't know That's that, right. maybe you're joining There's for the first time. Here. We do have a few. Give me some names. I see Mike Robeson, uh, Cal Nishioka, Steve Webb. The Steve Webb? The Steve Webb, yes. Awesome. Uh, that's about it. I want to say a few people participating in the in the chat. So join us Sunday nights at 930 Eastern time if you want to be in the chat. You want to hang out with us, or you can do what a lot of other people do and subscribe to the podcast and get it on late Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, whenever it shows up, or however often you're checking your podcast. Usually in the evening. All right, we have. Let me turn the Tuesday. banner off and go to our next story: TypeScript, which Yay. I've heard of and maybe even accidentally used. But I, I, I use JavaScript a lot because a lot of our platform at work uses JavaScript, but not yeah, TypeScript I'll specifically. Si- I think I've, I'm, I haven't really messed with it as much as I have with JavaScript, obviously. I got it mixed up at first. I thought it said movable type. I'm like, it's older than 10 years old. <laughs> so Actually, at first I went TypeScript. Oh, I love those fonts. <laughs> no. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, wait, TypeScript. Never mind. <laughs> I remember when you had to load like Adobe Type Manager and <laughs> like, the, yeah. Do you, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anyway, Man, uh, it, well, TypeScript that, is yeah. is now officially ten years old, according to Coder Oasis. Yeah, 
I haven't really messed, like I said, I haven't really messed with it. So I don't have a whole lot of history with it, but, uh, I don't know. I know some people that have loved it, but I, I never really messed with it so much. Let's see. Citing the requirements for the fledgling project, Rosenwasser said TypeScript had to be free, open source, and interoperate and evolve with existing JavaScript. It also had to feel like JavaScript. Among the design goals were imposing no runtime overhead on emitted programs, aligning with current and future ECMAScript proposals, preserving the runtime behavior of JavaScript code, and avoiding the additin of expression level syntax. I understand all of those words, but not what they mean when they're strung together. <laughs> okay. It's a bit like leading, reading a legal document in some cases. But yes, it was uh, birthed on Saturday, October 1st, 2012. And it's still going. Neat. That's pretty cool. It's at the bottom, I don't know. Uh, how objective this is, but it says uh, popularity is in, is increasing, but uh, I haven't really seen a whole lot of it myself, but. Me neither. I lost my little yeah. footrest. What's back there? Hold on. Uh, somebody must have vacuumed or something in here. I just have a <laughs> footrest to keep me planted in one spot. There it is. What? Oh, somebody moved oh. whatever you're putting on your, your feet on? Yep. Just one foot. I kind of got that Captain Morgan pose right now, but you can't see because it's <laughs> off camera. Belly up to the bar. That's right. All right. We also want to thank our patrons. These are other people who are also very kind with their money. So this show is brought to you by you, wonderful patrons. Thank you very much. These are the people who you, keep the you, show and running. You, and you, and you, and yep. you, and you. Alexis Duran, thank you, Amber Elstad, Amy Bowen, Abner Braverman, Ben Vaughn, Brian Brown, Chris Martinez. Chris MC, Dean Jensen, Denise Inglis, Gary Lindros, John Clifford, thank you, John Noble, Yorga Shrawin, Crazy Joe Adventures, Kyle Nishioka, who's online, making comments, sending us audio clips, Leon, Mark Kilfoyle, Matt Baum, Mike Wills, thank you, Paul Mackey, Saturday Morning Media, Stephen Weshy, Steve Therian, Steve Cody, Steve London, and Tim Cook. Yay! All of you went over to patreon.com slash Technorama podcast and contributed as little as or more a dollar an episode. So when you do that, well, we keep the lights on. We keep the servers yes. up. We keep the storage going. You enable us. Don't put it that way. It sounds like a bad thing. <laughs> no, they're enabling us. You know? They're enablers. As okay. opposed to disabling us or uh, canceling us. Sometimes I think we run a disabled podcast. <laughs> That's true. If, Dysfunctional. If this podcast could be in a wheelchair, it probably would. <laughs> All right. Did I say everything? We, oh, the bonus is not only to get your name read on the show, but you also get a special episode. And some of you were working on a T-shirt. We're getting that. We're getting close. There's a couple of you people yep. out there that have... Bumped it up to that next level of donation where we're going to get you your t-shirts real soon, hopefully before Christmas. We just got to finalize the design and nail them down. Almost there, I promise. Stay on target. Stay on target. All right, that takes care of the Patreon part of the show. Now we get to pass the remote, which has a sound effect, something like this. Did you put the banner up before? Did I miss it? 
Um, for the uh, hit the buttons. Yeah, it should okay. be up. All right. We'll trust you on that one. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't happen. I I did hit the buttons. I guess uh, I think it did. Okay, it's it's off the corner of my left eye, so I don't always see it when it happens in real time. Uh, I watched a couple of movies this weekend. One right. called Mr. Harrigan's Phone. It's like number two on Netflix this week in the movie section. Yeah, that's a that's a new release, I think. Right? It is with um oh I can't remember his name. Really good actor, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Thank you. Recognize yeah. his voice because he took off his characteristic beard and mustache for this role. And well. uh, I don't want to spoil it for you. It's a story about this young man, like little boy, probably about 10, 10 years old, living with his dad. His mom passed away, and uh, this rich old dude in town hires him to read him books. And uh, he, after about five years or so. He's 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 being paid like five bucks a week, but he's being okay. exposed to all this great literature along the way. Oh sure, and he yeah. starts developing this relationship with the old man, which is you know totally cool. The um, but the the guy's a cheapskate. He's giving him five bucks a month, and four times a year, I forgot what he said. It was like Christmas, his birthday, Valentine's Day, and something else. He gives him a scratch and win lottery ticket, and of course, you know, he usually loses. But one Christmas, he won three thousand dollars. Whoa. So he happened to be in high school and he has, you know, the typical high school tribulations of homework and bullies and, you know, all this other yeah. stuff. Uh, but he, 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 his dad got him an iPhone for Christmas and then he, he won the $3,000 from the scratch off ticket. And he said, I'm going to get one for Mr. Harrigan. And he says, he's, as soon as he walks in, he goes, here, I got this for you. And the guy he says, I don't want it. Why do you think I've been asking he you said, to read everything? That's, that's what dad said. <laughs> that's what, yeah, he said, that's what oh, my dad okay. said. He's a smart man. And then he convinced him because, you know, rich old dude is still keeping up with the Wall Street Journal and Forbes and whatnot. He goes, here, check this out. You can get stocks. He's like, this is like right now? He says, yeah. <laughs> the paper is yesterday. Well, uh-huh. as of four o'clock yesterday, you yes. can you can check out news <laughs> stories. And they said, so-and-so is selling off this arm of their company. That wasn't in the paper. He says, because that was yesterday. So the, he, he, he did a great job selling him. Then, unfortunately, Mr. Harrigan passes away. Mm-hmm. That's when things get a little strange. I'm going to leave it at that and just say okay. the story was written by Stephen King. Now, it's not a horror movie in the traditional right. sense. It's one of those weird, makes you think kind of things. And there was there was one point where Mr. Harrigan, when he first got his phone, he's, he's looking at it, he goes, we should be very afraid of these things because you know that anyone could be publishing any information on the internet right now and make people believe wow. anything they want them to believe. What if a politician got a hold of this? <laughs> and, and the narrator- Mr. Harrigan was Nostradamus. The, yeah, the voiceover goes, and in 30 seconds, he predicted the future. <laughs> yeah. I mean, easy much. to do for a 2022 film looking back to like 2008, 2009 when the iPhone was new and this guy's right. just getting introduced to the internet. But it was it was kind of a fun little twist. But uh, funny. it was, I liked it. I liked this movie. Okay. It was well-written. The acting was great. It, it, it kind of, the, the ending is superb because it, it, it took the connection we have with our mobile devices and our connected mobile devices, particularly into another level where Stephen King would go. And that's what I liked about it. It It's like, wow, that was, that was great. 
Tough. Yeah, I, not it, every story he's written is is horror. No, um, eleven twenty two sixty three was not horror. Right, that's right. Yep. You know the guy who was trying to stop the Kennedy assassination, and every time he which was tweaked, a series on. Is that what? The, yeah, the although the book was way better. I'm sorry. They, the 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 series on what was it Netflix or Hulu? It it Amazon. I think it was on Amazon. It it just it was on Hulu. It was, I remember so seeing it, much. It yeah. was it was pathetically thin. That, uh, that's my opinion of it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, a good good movie. The uh, other one I watched just today was called Last Seen Alive. Yeah, I know. I figured you watched it today because I saw it pop in last minute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the I show notes. Watched it like a, I think I finished it about four o'clock, five o'clock, whatever it was. Yeah, and then Donna and I watched a couple of episodes of the blacklist season nine came out so we just started watching that again not going to ruin that watch the first two episodes of that but the last scene alive is a movie about uh a man and a woman who are married no kids he's a real estate developer pretty well off and they're having a bit of a fallout and she needs some time away so he's driving her to her mom's her parents to spend some time you and know what? Along the way, she gets abducted. We did see that. We watched that also. What'd you think? I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish your. I I here. liked it because, uh, but <laughs> my problem was I've been watching so many true crime shows, and that uh, I mm-hmm. I kept going. Well, now he's got kidnapping. Oh, yeah. Now he's got armed assault. Oh, now he's got yeah. aggravated assault. Oh, now he's got oh. murder. <laughs> he's, there was he's like ticking the, the boxes the, on all these. Your your yeah. death row. The second half of this. <laughs> uh show uh the story is pushed forward because of a, a bad decision on this guy's part oh I'm it's like, one bad decision what after are you another doing? yeah you know but yes um i forgot the title but yeah that's that's what we did watch that yep. and yeah you're you're right uh while i did like it uh there was there was a, a bunch of those <coughs> movies uh mo- moments here we go you know yeah yeah exactly <laughs> what is he doing yeah what is he thinking that's what we're we kept asking each other well but. i mean it was driven by the love of his wife he needed to get he needed to find her he needed to get her back because he couldn't live without her that was what was yeah. dry, the whole I think driving in the heat of the moment i'd have made some smarter decisions than he did you know you can kind of <laughs> empathize when he when she first gets lost and his his hysteria oh, yeah. and his panic is why are you sitting here asking me these stupid questions we're wasting time you know, well, I, you'd, you'd feel the same kind of emotions. There was a movie, um, was it not, didn't I have a, a Kevin Bacon? And it was kind of like that, um, where he was at a gas station and lost his wife or something like that. Same, similar setup. I like um, to use that line when people, <laughs> it's like, oh, are you, are you here on this cruise alone? Uh, yeah, I recently lost my wife. <laughs> and they go, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, she was here 15 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure she'll be back. She's probably in the casino. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what, uh, what was it. I don't know if it was Kevin Bacon or uh, there was a movie where uh, it was an, like in the late 80s, maybe early 90s, where um, a guy loses his wife at a gas station like that. Similar. I don't remember that. that. Uh, you you go look up your Kevin Bacon movies then. Yeah. Oh, look, we're six degrees uh, from Kevin Bacon ourselves. 
I'm about 10 degrees. Anyway, should we finish up? We have yes. one fun story. In fact, I think I'm going to do a screen share on this one. Yeah. I th- <laughs> yeah, I thought this was kind of cute. I'm going to I'm going to get my screen share going for the people that are watching and then for those that are not, we will describe what happens. So, when you go to google.com in celebration of NASA's DART mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No thanks. How about that? And no thanks. How about that? And you type into the search box NASA DART, right? NASA DART or NASA DART mission. Yep. It will show you a page, and then all of a sudden, beep, 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 clonk. <laughs> a little satellite goes flying by and knocks the page off an angle. I like how it hits the satellite image, the picture <laughs> on the side there. Mine ran into like an Evernote banner, but yours may be doing different oh, things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So, yeah. And if you, you know, you reload the page, do it again. Beep, 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 clonk. <laughs> yeah. My, I think I didn't have the Evernote plugin turned on. It would have hit, yeah, hit the... Um, <laughs> Thanks, that's kind of funny. So yeah, that's uh, you go there. It, well, you ever search? You ever done do a barrel roll? Uh, not you've done a, that, right? In a plane. Open up. Open up your Google again. Yeah. Type in do a barrel roll. Do a barrel roll. Okay. <laughs> How long has that been around? Since the beginning of time. <laughs> because the article, oh, it, they, they talk about, you know, the little celebrations they do. Uh, says, tech giant Google took upon it himself to launch its own type of celebration following NASA's double asteroid redirection test or DART mission successfully. If you Google NASA DART or NASA DART mission, it will trigger an animation featuring a special spa- spacecraft hitting the news tab and knocking your search results off kilter. Uh, they say Google often unveils special graphics or animations, including fireworks on the 4th of July, but an animation that changes the angle of the search results appears to be new. You just told them NPR doesn't know about barrel roll. Oh, that's funny. Cause actually I just typed in dart mission on my phone and the Google results did the same thing <gasps> on the Google on the phone. Does it, does it, it should, it should get the haptic feedback. on Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So that was fun. Let's uh, remove that screenshot. And we are on our way out of here because that's the end of the show. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around with us, hanging out on a Sunday night, 930 Eastern time. You can find us on YouTube and Facebook. Just look for Technorama Podcast. We shall be there and we shall be here again next week on the recording live, whatever that would be, the 16th. Yeah, we'll be around. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere for a while. As far as I know. For another yeah. month or so. And we're going to leave you with this question of the week at the end. What older classic horror movie would you... Oh, would you not recommend? What, or, <laughs> what older classic horror movie would you recommend? Hmm. Oh, so many have gone sour milk on us. I don't know. I was trying to think. I, I, I'm not really a huge horror fan, but we are what... Kim and I are watching horror films uh, in October. You, you could know, so. say that Alien is a horror movie. It's a space horror movie. The original, the first the one? The original yeah. one. Absolutely. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what did we watch the other night? Oh, well, we watched uh, Bram Stoker, uh, Stoker's, uh, Stoker's um, Dracula. And we talked about that. The one I think. with Brad Pitt? 
No, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he he plays um, the reporter guy. Well, I thought I thought Brad Pitt was in that one too. Or not the reporter. Uh, he he plays the um, uh, the guy with the firm. You know, the real estate firm. Or whatever. Is Dune from the eighties a horror movie? No, <laughs> it's pretty scary to watch. <laughs> there's there's, a, there's some horror movies. Ice Pirates. That was a horror movie. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's Cobra. Cobra. That's right. That's right. Actually, this week I think uh, I'm going to watch. There's a. It's a. It's a Disney. It's a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, but it's called Werewolf by Night, and I'm okay. going to watch that. I'm gonna watch that. Kyle this. says he would recommend the, Bram you, Stoker. You know what? If you liked all, all those uh, uh, black and white movies and Killer Tomatoes, you might like that. Oh God! Oh my God! Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah, that was a horror movie. All right. <laughs> Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh my God! The Creeping I Hand. Watching, I remember oh, watching that at, when I was a kid. It was one of those films I stayed up and wasn't supposed to be watching. You know, HBO or Cinemax. At night, Craig getting in trouble as now. a youngster. I, hey, I'll tell my parents I can't get in trouble now. You could. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Take my cable away? <laughs> write you, write you out of the will. Look, we're gonna you're gonna cut your cord. Okay. Everything in the will goes to your brother. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you what he did. Nope, too late. Yeah. You can't snitch Sorry. on your brother after you've been written out of the will. It doesn't count. Well, you know, he was probably there with me, so. <laughs> he was watching a titty flick. <laughs> ah, mm. Never. Good right, for him. Sign off. It's time to sign off. <laughs> we'll double his inheritance. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. I hit the button. There it goes. There you go. All right. Thank you for joining us, everybody, if you want to hang out with us again. Technorama Podcast on the internet, or you can go to chuckchat.com slash Technorama Podcast. Or no, it's just slash Technorama. We did have a little bit of an issue this week. Or it was last weekend with the whole website thing. So thank you once again, Craig, for sorting okay. that all out. We'll yeah. make sure Santa puts two lumps of coal in your stocking this year. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, the price sure. of coal is going up. That's worth something. Yeah, that's like 50 bucks right there. It's clean burning coal. Pennsylvania's oh. best anthracite, according to Groucho Marx. Right. <laughs> guess, guess we've been watching and listening to a whole bunch of I old know. stuff. <laughs> Somebody's been wa- watching too much of Groucho Marx. Get in touch with us on the listener line, 707-530-CHAT, 707-530-2428, or send us an email, technorama at chuckchat.com. Till next week, give him a high five, Craig. All right, 101. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>